This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you in the studio this week. And Michael, we are talking about a subject that is very sensitive, divorce and remarriage. Now, you preached a message fairly recently about this subject from the Sermon on the Mount. Is emotional abandonment grounds for divorce? Uh, October 8th, 2017 uh, is where the um, message That's came you, from. So if yeah, someone wants to go preach. back and, and uh, hear that. And what we really try to do is parse out God's heart for marriage. And also one of the realities that God... Uh, he's not dumb. He understands that life is not black and white. There's a lot of gray. There's a lot of really hard circumstances. So in the word, he gives certain provisions for divorce. Correct. And the Christian needs to be really, really clear-headed on this issue. So for example, in our community groups, so what happens at Village Church is we preach on a sermon and the majority of our community groups uh, take the questions from that sermon and process process them together. Mm-hmm. And in my community group, multiple people um, had divorced in their immediate life, meaning right. they were divorced or from their parents or divorce has profoundly affected yeah. them or with, their spouse. With, yeah, and that, I found the same thing in my community group that there was only one individual in our community group that did not have a divorce in their immediate family, meaning brother, sister, or parents, yep. or their own lives. Man, and and I think that's going to be the case with most of our groups. It's a, it's a ubiquitous issue. It's everywhere. And so uh, one of the realities that we saw, and we already know this because you and I are pastors, we live this world, mm-hmm. is that any Christian who is alive and in relationship with people is going to have a friend or family member inevitably, and probably already has, who is going to pursue divorce or be divorced. And there are so many questions. So uh, what are the grounds that God would say, yes, go do that? Um, And if I do get divorced, am I allowed to be remarried? You know, like— Yeah, that's the secondary question. So, like, there's not just the pain. There's not just the heartache of it. There's not not just the collateral damage that goes to your kids and to your grandkids. And and it's just a huge financial collateral damage. And the list goes on and on. Um, but then there's also like these ethical, moral questions. What pleases God? What makes him happy? And as a believer, my greatest desire is to submit all of my whims and wants and wishes under the authority of God's word to bring him glory, no matter how inconvenient it is to me. So we have really good men and women who often find themselves being cheated on, being abused. And their question is, what does God want for me? And there are two competing narratives that everyone has to recognize. There's culture's narrative and there's God's narrative. And even in the church, sometimes the church buys into culture's narrative because it's really convenient. There are multiple issues in life where God feels so strongly about them, but because of convenience, Christians and non-Christians justify positions. For example, uh, you you cannot read the Bible with any amount of integrity. I have no I have no concern whatsoever polarizing a small percentage of our audience by saying this. Right. You can't read the Bible with integrity and believe that God is okay if you kill a living baby in its mother's womb. You just can't do that. That's not like you you have to justify that with unbiblical or extra biblical or non-biblical ideas. And those ideas come from culture. And so even in the church, what we're finding is that many people who might even be pastor's kids, or they might have grown up as a missionary kid, or they might grow up and like memorize every Bible verse for Awana. But they've never had it systematized for them to show them like, no, this is the, there are two circumstances 
in Scripture where divorce is permissible by God, but not prescriptive, never prescribed, yes. right? And um, so, like that, that's a really important distinction. So, just because there is a an allotment for divorce does not mean that there is an encouragement for divorce. Mm-hmm. And the the rubric over all divorce is this: God hates divorce. Yeah, that's Malachi two sixteen. Yep. Before we walk into something that even God has said, okay, I'll give you permission. Got to take a second thought whenever God says, okay, but I hate what you're about to do. And the reason God hates it, by the way, let's just be really clear about that, is God hates things that harm people made in the image of God, that harm the institution of marriage because he created it to reflect God. Um, And he hates things that will say lessen his glory. Right. And when a marriage dissolves, it harms people, it harms the institution, it harms the image of God, and harms the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's personal for him. He has every right to hate. He doesn't hate it because, like, he doesn't necessarily hate you, but he hates divorce. And the point of saying that is not even so much to cast condemnation on people who are going through a divorce so much as it is to make us slow down yes. our hyper-pursuit mm-hmm. of it because right. a, a culture of convenience says, ah, oh, if it's not working, get a divorce. Yeah. And God's like, no, 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 no. Two reasons for divorce. Number one, adultery. Number two, abandonment. Mm-hmm. And so if you want more on that, go listen to that sermon. But here's the question. Is emotional abandonment grounds for divorce? So, Tim, uh, let's yeah. let's just define our terms. Um, what is the first Corinthians seven concept for abandonment. What, what does that mean? Like, what are some of the circumstances where God would say, um, I'm not going to hold you guilty for divorce in this abandonment Mm -hmm. circumstance. First Corinthians seven, that whole chapter deals with divorce and marriage and sexual issues within the context of marriage. Paul said that what he was concerned about is abandonment can be anything for any reason. And that's did, what the Jews were that's teaching, what the Jews were teaching, which is not consistent with God's And you, you did work. a great job of bringing that out in the sermon, you know, a few weeks ago. And the fact that, that even a, a Christian, and I think that's what Paul is saying is, if a Christian were to buy into this thought of abandonment can be anything, then there is a hardness of heart and there is a wrong thinking that needs to be corrected. And what Paul is really talking about here is we have two people that don't know Jesus as their Savior. Somehow the message of Jesus comes into their lives and one of the spouse understands the gospel and receives Jesus as their Savior. And then the other spouse looks at this person and says, in so many words, you're a Jesus freak, you're a Bible thumper. Hmm. I don't want any part of this religion that I didn't you, sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And the Christian spouse is abandoned by the non-Christian spouse. That is what Paul is talking about here in chapter seven, that if they were to leave you, abandon you, at that point, you need to just let them go. Now, what Paul doesn't seem to address at that point is, okay, what next? Mm -hmm. Do you seek divorce? Do you seek remarriage after this? He doesn't deal with that in chapter 7. And the reality is, and the practicality of this is, if you are abandoned because of your Christian faith, God is in control of that situation, and the Christian needs to trust the Lord, whatever he may do. And we don't know if it'll be in a year, five years, or never Mm. will God draw this person back to yourself and back to actually to Jesus and and restore this marriage. Yep. 
So we have a number of women in our church who are Christians, married to non-Christians, a couple of Christian men married to non-Christian women. And if the Christian came up to me and said, I, I can't live with this non-Christian anymore, I'm, I'm getting a divorce, I would tell them, you don't have grounds for no, a divorce. No. But if the non-Christian separated mm-hmm. and they came to me and say, what do I do? I would say, let them go. Yeah, let them go. And then what Paul says, which I so appreciate, is that you are no longer enslaved, meaning right. that you're no longer bound by the covenant. And it's interesting. I think the reason he doesn't address the, okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Is because I think there's just freedom in that circumstance. Right. It's as if the covenant never happened in the first place. Which if I'm the one who was abandoned, then I'm so relieved because right. now I have no concern before God of remarriage, adultery, et cetera. I'm just, I'm, I'm relieved from the circumstance. So that's what aban- that's what abandonment functionally is. And, and honestly, there's a lot of protection for women in this mm-hmm. because the men could divorce for any reason, which is what a whole school of Jewish thought was teaching. Right. Divorce your wife for any cause and then she'd be left like, ah, you know. Right. But even in the non-Christian world, in the Greek, Greco-Roman world that Paul's addressing in Corinth, we have similar issues that men could leave their wives or even wives could leave their husbands, except, I mean, typically the men would have more opportunities to yeah, they would have the financial base to be able to do that. Yep. So the question from our person is this, is emotional abandonment grounds for divorce? And I'll just give you the simple answer and then we can process this. The answer is, first of all, I'm so sorry that you yeah. have a spouse who... And you is, and I have dealt with people that are living oh this, this situation. It's a, it's a nightmare. And it's heartbreaking. It's a, it's It's so sad. Um, this is not God's desire for your marriage. Um, we believe God can heal it, but unfortunately, a hard heart is something that only God is going to be able mm-hmm. to over overcome at that point. And uh, but here's here's kind of the simple answer: is that's not a legitimate ground for divorce. I totally agree. There are some circumstances where the hardness of heart um, is enough, and it's inappropriate enough to ask a husband or a wife to leave the house. Mm -hmm. There are two different issues. I think that Christians got to be really, really nuanced. And as we say, every every great theological idea is nuanced. Good Mm -hmm. theology is nuanced. But good application is also nuanced because no two circumstances are the same. Or exactly the same. What I would tell somebody in this circumstance is there may be a point where you need to look at your husband or wife and say, it's time for you to to leave. I'm not going to divorce you. Probably what that would look like is if the non-Christian is becoming hostile toward the Christian spouse. Mm-hmm. Or if they're both Christians. I mean, this, yeah, this question be, here, yeah. we see this with Christian homes and Christian marriages all the time. That's right. You know, Hence why when I preach through Song of Solomon, so many people refuse to go to nine weeks of church because they didn't really want to deal yeah. with the fact that their marriage is staying. And they want to live in what you called a Cold War right. marriage, which has to break God's heart too. Absolutely. Not as much as divorce, but I'd say a close second. Close. Yep. Yep. But Here's the deal. There are so many options for emotional abandonment. There are so many ways to deal with it, to protect yourself and your kids, Mm -hmm. which I believe is a very important part of this. Um, But divorce is not one of those options. But again, separation is something that when done with counsel, with godly counsel, um, under the authority of your church, um, these are decisions that that as Christians, we just don't make in a vacuum Mm -hmm. because our marriage— is uh, under God's authority, but it's also under the oversight of the local church. Um, the local church is also what sanctions marriage. Government That's doesn't right. do that. That's right. a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, the local church before God in, in, in the context of Christians is what sanctions a marriage. And so um, this is there's a beautiful level of protection that each couple has, especially the Christian who is feeling abandoned by their Christian mm-hmm. spouse or non-Christian spouse emotionally. But we just got to make a distinction between these two narratives. Is it convenient? No. Mm-hmm. Would it be easier to divorce right here and right now? 
Yes. In our culture, it would um, be. And would culture support you? The answer is yes. Will some of your Christian friends who do not have developed and formed theology and practice on divorce and remarriage um, advocate this? Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Will you find pastors who will let you divorce for any reason? I, work, I worked in a yeah. church a long time ago yeah. where um, in the entire church, I think I found four families who were not divorced. Wow. And it was just, it was everywhere. And mm. I couldn't even believe it, even to the point where when I was there, the pastor um, brought me into his office and told me that his wife was beginning the process of divorce Oof. in their life. And it was like, Oof. whoa, like it was, it was a crazy, crazy thought. After that, I came to work at Village Church and uh, I was really grateful to have a community where yes, divorce was there, but it wasn't advocated mm-hmm. and it wasn't glossed over because right. everybody just does it, you know? So, um, it's one of these circumstances where I know it's hard, it's not convenient, but I would just want to give counsel to somebody. Number one, emotional abandonment is not a reason to divorce. Um, but I will say often emotional abandonment, um, if somebody's at that place, those are big words. Yes, you know, this are. isn't like my husband and I are on a rough patch. Yeah. This isn't like we're, we've been living in a cold war for three or four months because of some serious conflict. I mean, emotional abandonment is a really thick, big term. Mm-hmm. If someone is there, chances are they're going to walk out anyways, yeah. inevitably. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Chances are if you really like, especially if it's a, a person who claims to follow Christ and you bring a counselor into the circumstance and and then you start drawing boundaries around them mm-hmm. to really like protect your kids and yourself and you get to a point where you look at them and say, it's time for you to go until you choose to really work on this marriage. Right. I'm never going to divorce you. Mm-hmm. That's If you want to do that, that's your call. But like um, there are things that will not happen in this home. And right. um, most women do not realize the power that they have mm-hmm. um, to do that. And um, so I, I would just say bring in really wise counselors, bring in really great men and women who love God, love you, love his word, are bold and strong mm-hmm. and yet compassionate. And this is a question that you'd have to work out. How do we seek restoration? Because that ought to be the goal. Right. Men hate failing. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So like what happens is when a woman uh, brings in a, a pastor into the situation, the man's sheer desire to not look like a failure mm-hmm. and actually just bringing in a third party yep. can be incredibly incentivizing for a dude. Because also sometimes for guys, this is the same for women, just, I'm a dude though, so I can say <laughs> it. We don't realize how dumb we are until we see the actions through the lens of someone else. Yeah, right. Every couple can relate to this. You'll get in a fight with your spouse and you'll say things, but you know that you're numb to it. Like you can yeah. say things to your spouse, but would you say that if your was pastor was there? Was sitting there with you. The answer Probably is no, no. Because, and if you did, which is actually happens, people like they start <laughs> fighting with each other and then they start fighting and forgetting that I'm there. Uh-huh. And then they're like, and then as soon as they realize I'm there, they're like, I hear through your ears how that sounds. Yeah. I'm a bad yeah. human being. And we've all done that. Men, yes. women, male, yes. female, whatever, husbands, wives. Um, but sometimes to bring in that person, uh, can begin the process of exposing the emotional abandonment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know they're doing it or they don't even know how hard their heart has actually right. gotten. You know, so, but but until you bring in a third party, that's probably where you're going to be. At. What are we talking about tomorrow, by the way? Tomorrow we're talking about physical abuse. Is physical abuse grounds for divorce? Another tough subject that uh, we've been asked. So please come back next time, listeners. Listeners.